Welcome back to No Punts Allowed, where we are. Ooh, that Ooh. Little, that sounds like, like a double pop. Banjo or something. <laughs> uh, I I also welcome Paige. Great to see you as always. Yes. Uh, Adam Kramer. I have two beers today because these are not 16 ounces. Very colorful. Uh, one of my favorites. Just in case um, we tend to talk a lot. Right? No. It's part of it. Like we, we, we talk a lot. We're supposed to talk a lot. But Us? just in case, it's been kind of a it's been a busy week. It's the home stretch ish of football. Whatever. Two beers. By by the end of this pod, it's gonna be like four beers or something. Um the, the the stakes are changing weekly. So Yeah, by the time we get to like playoffs and things like that, it's gonna be like loads of alcohol. Today I'm just still drinking oh. coffee. We'll get back to alcohol next week. Oh, but that's good. um is it good? How are we doing? Excellent. This is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. It's, a, it's tried and true. But no, I, I assume you're doing good because your football team won a football game, which is not like normally so something you highlight. But no. how many games was it in a row for Arizona? It was what, like a 19 game? It might have been 20 games or something like that. But it was like 765 days that we hadn't won a football game in, oh my God. Um, which so is a days. lot of days. Okay. And... I mean, I was so happy. Like, I also didn't start because that game's on Pac-12 Network and I don't have Pac-12 Network. That's a whole nother animal. Don't get me started. Um, me but too. I, I, um, my mom was streaming it and I could hear her getting excited and I was monitoring it on Twitter and also like on like score updates. And I was like, OK, I'm not going to turn it on because I don't want to jinx any of this. I don't want to jinx it. And don't get me wrong. I understand we were helped by COVID and the fact that Cal was missing their coach and with their quarterback and they're like half their team. Um, they can't play a game this week. Yeah, but it is what it is. You Years from now, we won't remember that. OK, we will remember that they got the W and we rushed the field. So that was funny. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super happy for them. I'm happy for our new coach. Like, I think it's an exciting start. Um, I don't expect us to win really any more games this year. Um, any other game will be surprised, but at least we didn't go winless. It's uh, Utah this week, right? Yeah, that's night night. That's not that's that's suboptimal. Yeah, yeah, that's suboptimal. Um, It's not great, but no, congratulations. Thank you very much. Haven't won in a while. Like enjoy that, right? College football doesn't always have to be about being like a Georgia fan or an Alabama fan. Yeah. it, it you could celebrate as as rough as it's been. That's cool. Like, that's why I love this stupid sport, because to anybody else out there, like to a UTSA fan, this is like you're riding this magical cloud wave of just ecstasy. Right. Like, yeah. That's what the, your gear has been. But to an Illinois fan who has been bad forever beating Penn State for you, which has been rough. Um, yes. But here's to many more. Yeah. First of all. And hopefully, and for good for the, this is the other part of this. I want to say, I really feel for like the kids and the mm-hmm. coaches. Yes. Kids that have like lost football games for like two and a half years. Like, hell yeah, dudes. Like, congrats. Go nuts. This was what bugged me about like the whole UConn thing. Like you got kids and coaches that are like just desperate for any sort of good news. Yeah. Congratulations. That hopefully many more. It's Although awesome. It's going to be hard. And I know for, for college football fans, like most of what makes college football great is the like tradition and all of that. And I know yes. Arizona's new coach, Jed Fish, has been really, really 
trying to get old Arizona players back and sort of bring that back to the program. And so it's exciting to see that we started with a win and it was homecoming weekend. So that makes it even more special. So yes, very exciting for my Arizona Wildcats. And I know there were some people in the media, I will say that were um, not letting them have their joy. Um, and I just want to oh say boy. stop being a stooge. Thank you. <laughs> but like because of the rushing the field and all that yeah shit, it was like, like well and also oh, players are out for covid and like congratulations but like you got and it's oh, like you know up. what exactly that's how i felt i was so annoyed i was like don't tweet them don't tweet at them just leave it oh, just yeah. leave it um but i was close i was close but uh just, yeah we we can enjoy nice things now yes transition to nebraska which has <laughs> not enjoyed a lot of nice things but regardless scott frost is back for 2022. Now, my neighbor, Jason, who is my, he's listening to this at some point, I'm sure. Uh, he's my football watching buddy. I watch UFC. We both have three kids. Like we, we cross the it's streets and that's bro. where we get, that, that's a dad, bro. It's where we get our entertainment, right? Big time Nebraska fan. He's who I went to the game with Nebraska, Illinois. Yeah. When I heard this news, I called him and cause he's my resident Nebraska thermometer. And it was kind of a mix of disgust and understanding. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where I am here. I like Scott Frost. I've sat with him. We've done stories on Scott Frost. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm really torn on this decision. Now I'm guessing Paige, you know how this works. Nebraska didn't just out of thin air say, oh, Scott Frost is back. Nebraska likely, hopefully kick the tires on hiring other coaches that it thinks would be good for next year. It probably got told no. If it's a well-run organization program, that's probably what happened. And then it said, well, Scott Frost, you're a guy. Michigan with Jim Harbaugh last year, kind of similar. Can we get somebody great? No. Well, the Jim Harbaugh thing has largely worked out. I know they lost to Michigan State. They may lose this weekend. I don't think they will. Uh, they may lose to Ohio State, but they've been pretty good. They're in the playoff mix. So you have to say, okay, success. I don't think he's beating, beaten an FBS team with a winning record. I believe yeah. I've read that. That's bad. So I struggle with this, but the AD's comments of like blanket, like fandom, like Scott's one of us. There's nothing that says this is going to work, but damn it, we're going to try. I am paraphrasing. I kind of <laughs> love that. So I yeah. want this to work out. And yet I don't think, I, I don't know if it will. Here's the thing. I just have like, and I understand this is the nature of the beast. As a, two people who manage other people, you know, if there are things that are going wrong with your team, you know, you do have to make adjustments. The big news yep. out of this as well was that there were a lot of assistants that are not coming back and were let go. And that's that's sort of tough to watch because you feel like they're fall guys for like a much larger issue, um, especially because he is in control of a lot of it. But I, I get why they want to stick with it. I've been such a big advocate for being like, let people, let them have years to figure this out as opposed to being so quick because there's so much money in college football where you bring a guy in if it's not working out, it's like, oh, well, even if he was our guy, sorry. Like, you know, there's so many programs that are like that and I, I respect that they're trying to work it out. I think like, like Michigan, I think they had plenty of reason to want to let Jim Harbaugh go. Clearly it's worked out in their favor this year, but like I wouldn't have been upset or I would have totally understood if they just got rid of him. Um, I think Nebraska's not there yet. I think this is sort of that year. And I think it's just a band aid. And also with the number of like 
eligible candidates this year and like big open jobs, you're right. Part of it is just like, hey, we're not going to get anyone big. So let's give him this. And it's a short leash to say the least. Like, yes, he's getting gained and all that, but it's definitely a short leash and we'll see what happens. It's very similar to the Harbaugh salary reduction, Mm -hmm. buyout reduction. Um, I think it'll help in recruiting. That's an area that you look at that is a concern. And part of that is his, his, you know, inability, I think, to win games. The question about how long he'll be there. It's not easy to recruit in those situations. Yeah. But not to mention just where they are. But I, but, but we make the joke, like Nebraska is a pretty good three and seven team. Like they're like, they are like their defense is really good. They could have beat Michigan. They should have beaten Michigan state. They, they have, they pushed Ohio state pretty hard. Yeah. They pushed Oklahoma pretty hard. Their schedule has sucked. There's a lot of things that go into this not working, but his loyalty to his quarterback, Martinez, and I'm not going to clobber a kid, right? Like I'm not in the business of like saying, oh, that's been a problem. He's but been inability- in college. He's like the Brock Purdy. Oh, he's like he's been in colleges. For like, yeah. It like literally feels like he's been in college but, forever. But that is part of it. Like his yeah. inability to do, to find a quarterback, which is what we'll do unless you're a Michigan and you have that kind of defense. That's been part of it. But you mentioned him letting go that staff kind of like with Dan Mullen. Like yeah. those are guys that he's worked with for a long time. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's hard. A hard I, thing. I do not no. take that stuff easy. So no. I, I want this to work like deep down. I'm kind of a Harbaugh homer and I have no idea why, because I, I, I don't, I don't feel good when we're calling for people's jobs to no. be lost. I've, I've written those columns before because sometimes we have to, but it's not, I do so in a way that like, I don't ever want to be the person to say like, take away that dude's paycheck. Yeah. It just never felt right. And I see that Frost can be great. He was great. And there's been signs of it, but holy shit, they do some really stupid stuff too. And that's the stuff, that's the part of this I can't get over. Well, and you mentioned Dan Mullen and we, he also let some of his staff go as well. And he was somebody who was absolutely under fire, especially with Florida Twitter being the way it is. And that's like another tier up from Nebraska, I would say in terms of, fan bases, jobs, like the priority of wins and all of that is there. Um, it, like you said, these usually when guys leave, they take a decent amount and switch programs or whatever. They do take a decent amount of their same staff. It is really hard to get onto someone's staff as like a new person if you haven't been around for a while. It's a very difficult thing to do. So, I mean, Dan Mullen's brought people in and there's been a sort of rotating thing. So it's a little different than Scott Frost, but I – but Again, it's someone being like, okay, I need to save my job because something needs to change and these are the people that need to do it. I, I'm kind of curious. I don't know. Do you think that this completely saves Dan Mullen from not being fired because he made some changes? Or do you think that this is still no. a situation where he could potentially not be there? I think Florida the, – the Nebraska playbook of announcing this now to help recruiting and to stabilize things, mm-hmm. Why I would think Florida would do the same. Um, I kind of like that Nebraska did that. If you're going to do this, just do it now. But I, I still think Mullen might be cooked. Like, I don't think things are well there. The the press, the media, everything else, like th- that feels more temporary than anything else. Will he probably get one more year? If I had to, if you asked me yes or no on him coaching there next year, I'd say yes. But doesn't this feel like it's almost past the point of no return of like, will this work out long-term and, I just think the answer is no, but I, I'm, I, I'd say I'm kind of coin flippish if he's a the coach there next year, quite honestly. Yeah. It's very close for me. How about you? 
Well, the other, I would say yes, only because like, again, you're looking at LSU, you're looking at USC, like those jobs, like being filled, like there are candidates that you would want, obviously to go to Florida and not saying that Florida can't compete for the same sort of coaches that, that those two schools can. But I, I just don't think it's the year for that. Like, I think you, you, you be a little bit more patient and, and get your guy in that way than sort of have to compete with other openings. But like, again, there could be an opening next year because that's just as big because, you know, Sark didn't pan out or something along those lines. Like you never know with college football, but you also can sort of map it out that this is a very unique year where things are open early and they're, they are, there are a lot of names that are like most likely to leave like mid-level programs to go there. So I I mean, I I would say yes, he'd be there next year, but I don't know that he survives next year. If you're Florida, you got to look at what's going on at Florida state. And I had a conversation with somebody today and say, we can't be the next Florida state. Mm-hmm. Our, we can't dig ourselves this deep of a hole. And it feels like the hole is getting deeper. That's all. I yeah. mean, it just feels like the hole is getting deeper. And then you got to step up. If you're going to do this, it's going to cost you a lot of money. You're right. It's disruptive. And then you got to find somebody. So, so often we're quick to fire somebody, but really firing somebody and hiring somebody is kind of a similar ritual. It should be a part of that ritual. I'm getting rid of this person. Look, I don't know if it's going to work out, but Texas fired Tom Herman to get Sark, right? They had a vision in mind. Mm -hmm. It's four and five. It's kind of shitty so far, but at least they said, we're going to do this for that. And you need to kind of group those things together. So I'm curious to see what they do. That's a great job. That is a great, great job, obviously. And I think there'd be a lot of interest. Yeah, completely. Um, Okay, Heisman. Yeah. I, I'm kind of fascinated by this. Is this a – okay. I say this every – probably say this every year. This year feels odd for the Heisman. It's – we're week 11, and I feel like the buzz for is just not there for anybody. No. Like, I know Bryce Young is the favorite. I'm going to pull up odds for you, by the way. I know he's the favorite. He should be the favorite. But I think that, okay, hold that for a sec. I think things could get weird on this front. Now, Bryce Young right now is plus 180. Okay. Kenneth Walker is plus 280. Didn't get, I mean, actually, I think his odds uh, decreased even with the loss. CJ Stroud plus 400. I thought he played a not great game against um, Nebraska. Matt Corral plus 550. Caleb Williams plus 750. That seems outrageous to me. And my guy, Kenny Pickett, who I have 75 to one plus uh, 2,500. Yes, very sad. So what are your – before betting, I guess, what are your general Heisman thoughts right now as we stand today? Yeah, we're going to take betting out of it for a sec because part of it is, one, I think Kenneth Walker should be the favorite currently based on the teams that he's played. Even in their loss, he didn't have a bad game. He did have a fumble, but he didn't have a terrible game. I I think – this year is very strange, but I also think with CJ Stroud, like that something I would keep an eye on is he has a lot of really good teams that he has to beat in the next couple of weeks that would yep. make him, in my opinion, like if he can beat those teams and play really well, like he should win the Heisman. Like he hasn't had a bad year. Like, yes, he struggled in the very beginning of the year. And I think a lot of people like wrote off Ohio State and haven't really been paying that much attention to his specific play, but he has gotten better. He still does make some mistakes here and there. But, I I mean, if he plays and puts up big numbers against some very, very good football teams in the next few weeks, he could 
absolutely like steal this. He was not even, I mean, he's been on the radar, but he has not been in the conversation. It's really been like Kenny Pickett, obviously. I mean, the throws that he makes are just so fun to watch. Like he is a really exciting player. Matt Corral, very exciting player. But in terms of like performance, individual performance and on a good team and against very, very good teams and ranked teams and games that matter to the like college football playoff, I think he has a really good chance of winning this. Like if I, if, and now we're going to bring gambling back into it. If I were somebody who was like, hmm, maybe I'll just put some money on him. That would be my pick right now. You make it sound like you absolutely did do that. But plus 400, <laughs> just saying. Okay. I now, did not, but I'm thinking about it. And I would give that advice to anyone. Okay. I'm going to toot my own horn for a moment. Okay. I hate doing this. That sounded bad. Awkward transition. Last year, Devonta Smith. I want to think that I helped jumpstart that movement. Okay? Because I was super friggin' annoying about it with Devonta Smith. You and I actually argued about it because I was talking about Mac Jones. I was like, Mac deserves it. And you're like, Paige, I understand. I understand. But let's talk about Devonta Smith, please. And I was like, fine. I... I'm about to jumpstart my latest campaign, and it just started, and it's Will Anderson, the defensive player, yes. and in my opinion, the best player in college football this year. Will Anderson. You can add Jordan Davis worry. into that conversation if we're talking. Jordan guys, Davis, I I am cool with Jordan Davis, too. I also too. just want to give him a hug. Like, he's so oh yeah, precious. Like his neck is the size of, like, I mean, I, I don't it's even know. Like- <laughs> it's like a log. It's, there is no neck. I don't even think we can call that a neck. Will Anderson this year, Alabama's linebacker, 21 tackles for loss, leads the nation, 10 and a half sacks, second second in the nation by a half sack. When you watch Alabama, that is the guy. Bryce Young has been really good. Yeah. But that is the guy that jumps off. He is now 60 to 1 um, to win the Heisman. My opinion, Paige, Alabama plays who's dog shit university. This, who New is Mexico it? State. Ter- I was supposed to be oh, there. It's sad that I'm not. It's okay. I'm, fine. I'm sorry. That's not very nice to New Mexico State, but dog shit university. Um, <laughs> but he plays Auburn. He plays Arkansas and then potentially Georgia. Huge. You talk, I, I agree with you with Stroud, like huge profile games. That's what you have to be looking at. Mm-hmm. I think this dude could catch a wave at the right time. Yes. I think if he has, you know, six sacks over the course of the rest of the year, I, the guy is just so much fun to watch. This could be the year for a defensive player. We did a wide receiver last year. I want this to be the year of the defensive player. And I think it's kind of up for grabs. And I want it to happen more than anything else. Well, and if it's going to happen, which it did last year, obviously, it was someone other than a quarterback. It was Alabama. So if yes. it's going to be any team that is going to get a defensive player to win this, it's going to need to be Alabama. So, I mean... And, like, what is it with Alabama quarterbacks just, like, automatically being, like, put into – and not to say – not to take away from Bryce Young. I think he's a great player, and I think he's had a great season. But, like I said, I don't don't particularly think he should be the favorite, considering what Kenneth Walker has done and, and, um, like, Matt Corral even has looked better and put up bigger numbers than him. Um, But he's been dinged up for the last couple weeks. Sam Hartman for Wake Forest, who's at 40-1, to has been incredible. His team can't play defense, but, like – (laughs) <laughs> this team has one loss. I mean, by the way, I have so loved mad watching at you for that, that. By the way, that was your fault. I'm I, well, so yeah, pissed I've got at you some, for that. Speaking of gloating, I've got some more gloating. Yes, to seriously. Do, I, I do think the Heisman is wide open. Um, 
at some point I'm going to write about this. And I do think that it's awesome to see Jordan Davis, who you mentioned on Georgia, he and Will Anderson at 60 to one. They've got the same odds as Desmond Ritter now, like the quarterback for Cincinnati. Yeah. So I think there's some potential real steam with some defensive guys. They are not terribly far down the draft board. I threw in a bet on Will Anderson today at 60 to one. I'm, hey, I, that's I'm, a, ready. I, I'm ready to go. It'll probably be, you know, next to my Kenny Pickett ticket. Uh, that's fun to say, but <laughs> for the moment, I, I want that to happen. So you we'll know, see what happens. I, I kind of like that. We have like the Heisman race. And again, we've talked about this so much. They should wait until after the season is actually over to vote on these things, not just do it through the regular oh my season. God, yes. Um, because it would be fun to, to watch those things, especially with like guys from Ohio state and Alabama, um, even Oklahoma when they're in, in the, the, the race, but I I definitely think this is a year where like somebody that we weren't talking about ends up winning. And even even with Kenneth Walker, like he really was like, I mean, most people put like DJ and Spencer Rattler and Bryce Young all before him. There was no I mean, he everyone knew he was good and like sort of was in the discussion. So even if he wins it, I still think it's a year where like people that we are not we're not really thinking we're going to be the guy or there was going to be one person that ran away with it it wasn't any of the guys that could potentially win it now which is very I, exciting i i agree i am excited this is something that i'm again it it I, it has not felt this wide open in a long time and i want well, i want a defensive player but i want to see more of it and speaking How, of which i want to get well i want to get your opinion on on bo davis okay and i think this rant if you have not seen it, just Google it. Mm-hmm. Bo Davis rant. Um, I well, I'll let you go first because I'm I have kind of mixed thoughts on this. But the the Cliff Note version is Texas sucks, and you had players laughing and goofing around, and all of a sudden enter assistant coach who went nuts and yeah. made it a little bit personal. Uh, it was intense, but I, I guess I have some thoughts. But what did you think of this page? Because I don't necessarily have a huge problem with this whatsoever. I don't have a problem with it at all. And I think what I did have a problem with was that, well, not necessarily a problem because I understand people film things to get stuff happening, but we saw this, like, I think it was last year where, like, there was a recruit that recorded Nick Saban during his pitch on Zoom, and it was like he snuck that. And I think sneaking a recording of a coach having a conversation, I understand in some circumstances there is a need for that for, like, safety purposes. I don't think that this was one of those cases. I think... They have completely underperformed and have lost games in a disgusting fashion. And I mean, he even said he was like, if this if this doesn't matter to you, like get in the transfer portal. It wasn't like like a I mean, it was there were a lot of expletives. okay? and it was intense. But at least there is someone showing passion for the fact that this is happening. I think that like there is a standard and they have a standard with the new like coaching staff at Texas and like you can't you if you're goofing around after a loss and like that just seems normal to me as someone who played sports like I would never like first of all I took losing very very personally and I know that because you know me you're laughing right now because you know me you know that that's true and that I needed like 24 hours to like get over it and not be like very sensitive to it I just think it seems a little weird that this is like this is the program you're going to and like he said he's like go to the transfer portal because he knows that if you don't care like don't be here there are plenty of people that do want to be here and want to win and like you guys need to start caring that this is this isn't just on us this is on everyone so I think the point of it was accurate but I think it was the best thing to like maybe lose it the way that he did maybe not but like it wasn't bad he wasn't 
up in anyone's face or anything like that, as you know, because the video is just dark. And also, I just think it's a little strange that one of the players that goes to show the culture problem is a much bigger because one of those players chose to record that and share it on the Internet. That to me is where there is an issue. And maybe that's the reason why there was this rant is because clearly there's an issue there. So this is how the sausage is made. OK, mm-hmm. like this is what it looks like to play in a in a, in a major football program. Yeah. Do you think Nick Saban is a pleasant human being all the time to be around? No, um, but he respects his players. Yeah. And it's I'll use this parallel. This is a week where we have a coach at Washington, Jimmy Lake, yes. uh, getting suspended for putting his hands on a player. Mm-hmm. And and we we really didn't have this in the rundown, but it's a, an interesting parallel. Like that's kind of unacceptable these days. Yes. I, I didn't think it was egregious. It. it I, I sort didn't, of didn't have a problem with it at all. Because he was telling well, the player to get back. Like, I understand the shove afterwards. It was aggressive. But I also think, I mean, also, if you're in football, you know not to hit people with your hand in the helmet. So that's also just something that I thought was kind so of yeah, funny. It's bad planning. But I think but you're right. The the, the culture you, of football you put your hand on somebody, it changes. It yes, changes a bit. It changes things. It's so, very different so, from what Bo Davis did compared to what Jimmy Lake did. So that is Texas fair. needs more of this. Mm-hmm. Texas has been kind of embarrassing. If I'm Sarkeesian, who's had an interesting couple of weeks, by the way, I am <laughs> like, Bo, Bo De- like, this is what you need. Yeah. Like, if I'm a player or recruit, I'm kind of fired up about this. I don't think this is a negative for them. But but again, I think it does speak to when you're around some of these programs, like, it it ain't sunshine and rainbows. No. Like, if you hear strength coaches it- talk to players, it's like you – you earmuffs. I also, and, and that's not going to be enough. I also want to say that this is not just a like men's sports exclusive thing. You think the best coaches that are coaching women's coaches and women's sports teams are sugarcoating things and being nice and not getting upset about things. That's the other thing. Cause I saw a lot of people being like, Oh, well, it's toxic masculinity to be like yelling oh, and doing that. I'm like, that's not what this is here. Okay. This is not, this is sports and how you are comp- like as a competitor, like period, that is no gender realm at all like that is very much universal this is how when you're playing a division one sport or whatever there is going to be some tense like if this was pop warner okay fine it's a little different but there still are some coaches that are intense there but again this is division one football you're playing for the university of texas like you should be damn pride yeah exactly don't be upset after a loss don't be fooling around. I mean, I get you, you, you get over it and have to move on to next week and the coach speak, but like still, you no, not acceptable. But also I will say in terms of the Washington thing, I think it was a little too far for the situation. I don't think there, it was ill intended, but I also think this is just a, a tough year for that program in general, having. Oh, been he's used- toast, right? Like, like let's get to this. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, like- especially. And like, also you have to think about where they are. They're in Washington. If this was an SEC yeah. coach, there's no chance that he would be if suspended. If he has eight wins, is he suspended? <laughs> I'm being serious no, because I, I think no. the answer is no. No, and but I like I but like again, even if you're on a bad SEC team, if an SEC coach does that, it doesn't matter what their their record could be the same as Washington. That would not be an issue there. Well, guess what? So, I got late breaking news. You got another one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Podcast good. First. You know what? That is a a good transition into. The CFB playoff for this week, because you will need oh a beer my God. after seeing what occurred, what was last night now. Um, so the playoff committee 
ranked Michigan over Michigan State. I'm going to let you go first because okay, I want to hear your thoughts because I feel like you'll be the voice of reason a little bit. Now, a couple things. They ranked UTSA. Thank Woo-hoo. you, committee. I actually thought that the rankings outside of this thing that we're going to talk about <laughs> were quite good. Mm-hmm. Penn State not being ranked. A little weird. Debatable. But you lose to Illinois. You Barely with a bang of quarterback. Yeah, you're, it's just Penn State should be ranked. Yes. But otherwise, I thought the rankings were good. Michigan ranked over Michigan State is baffling. Now, here's the part that's baffling. I think, okay, I think Michigan's a better football team than Michigan State. Me personally. I also saw Michigan blow a huge lead and get convincingly beat without ref official bullshit Mm -hmm. by Michigan State. I saw it with my own eyes. And so, and I just saw it. It just happened. So you have to rank Michigan State above Michigan. If you're going to do this head-to-head thing with Ohio State and Oregon, I think Ohio State's better than Oregon. Oregon lost to a really bad Stanford team, and that loss is going to get worse and worse. So they're not, they're they're abiding by head-to-head rules there, but they're not like right down below. That's dumb. The fact, and I'll say this, Gary Barta, Iowa guy, the fact that they're saying that they thought the week after the goddamn loss, Michigan loses to Michigan State. And they talked about Michigan, Michigan State yes, in the rankings. Even like before it was this week. Rank. Holy shit. Get rid of the committee. Get rid of the committee. Get rid of human beings. Like, <laughs> you can't. That, that is so like dumb beyond words. The worst part is when he said that they, based on them looking at Michigan and Michigan State, they felt that Michigan was the more complete team, which you could argue, yes, but. The other I, I part agree. is, but also, but again, like you said, they blew a lead. They they, yes, they lost. And it was very recently that they lost. It was only the week before, okay? You're telling me that you watched Oregon football and Ohio State football, and you think that after a head-to-head that Oregon is the more complete football team? No. no. Abs- absolutely not. Like, if you have eyes, you know that Oregon is not a better football team than Ohio State currently. Yes, did they win? Right yes, did they win? Yes, totally. What was that? Six weeks ago? Eight weeks ago? It's. It was week two. So it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, you're talking eight weeks. Like two, two plus months. Yes. Okay. So my thing is, if you're going to do head to head, the big thing that we've all been talking about in terms of head to head is, hey, it was a couple weeks ago. It was a couple weeks ago. If it was more recent, like I said, I wish that the Oregon Ohio State game was played during like Cupcake Week for whatever, or later in the season. So we, when we do have these big, like non-conference matchups of the best of of those conferences, that we're getting to see them at the end of the season after they've sort of figured everything out and when they're supposed to be at their best. It's ridiculous to think that Oregon moved up. And I know that everyone's like, well, it's just like because of the head to head, but it's like, look at what they did. And they also said that they were considering having um, Michigan above Michigan State, even after directly after losing that like few days prior, what two days prior to that, those rankings. It is. Don't let the chairman talk. Don't let him talk. Don't do the show. Don't allow humans. Like, again, I'm a I'm a Harbaugh apologist. Maybe that'll be the title of this episode. Yes. But 
Kramer I, is a horrible get, apologist. Let's just clarify. Yeah, I get, or it could be a two beer episode, whatever it is. It's going to be, I've been thinking about it throughout, by the way, because that's always hard for us to name. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. Like, and also like, it would be different if Michigan state was six and two and Michigan was unbeaten. They had unbeaten records. They had resumes that were at the least comparable. Michigan's was better. And Michigan analytically is a better team, but they, they lost. They lost. We are, we are better than this. This whole thing will solve itself. Don't hold up the head to head thing throughout the rankings and then just abandon here. Yeah. And pick and choose when you, and that's the whole issue is we, I mean, and as anyone that covers this, you can see it even on the college football playoff show when they talk about it, you can talk yourself into circles. Like you can talk about how yes. like head to head with like Texas A&M and how Texas A&M beat Alabama. But again, if you're looking at it, eye test wise for Texas A&M and Alabama, cause you're not ranking Texas A&M above Alabama cause they beat them head to head because you know, Alabama is the better football team. Okay. Correct. You're, if you're doing that with Michigan and Michigan state, then you need to do that with Oregon, Ohio state, especially because it affects the top four. If this was like lower level, it wouldn't matter. But again, this is still an issue. The other part is, yes, I know they moved Cincinnati up. But again, like Cincinnati can still be jumped by some of these teams with losses. And that to me is also just like a joke. Like I, I, I it's so frustrating. And I feel All like. All right. Well, that, this is the perfect transition, though, because I know we, we have to get into games and stuff. I could talk about playoff being pissed off forever. But <laughs> I did a piece. We talked about this. We talked about a piece. It's up yes. on Bleach Report now of asking the community for college football final four playoff suggestions. I'm going to read you a couple. Okay. This is hard, by the way, when we did this. So this was, hey, what do you think the final four will be? What, what okay. is the craziest thing that you think could happen, potentially happen for the final four? Yes. And and give us, give us your final four. So Georgia, Oregon, Cincinnati, Ohio State, your thoughts. Georgia, wait, Georgia, Oregon, Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati. Yes. If Alabama loses to Georgia, then obviously that would be it. But I don't think that if, because yeah, then Michigan State would have lost to Ohio State too. So there's a lot of teams that would have two losses at this point. Yes. And Oregon would have to win out for that to be the case. That would be fine with me. If if okay. Oregon wins out and Ohio State is in the playoff, I don't mind Oregon being there. And if Cincinnati okay. gets in too. I'm gonna I'm gonna go further. I'm going to walk back to my thoughts from last week's pod. You and I did the bet. I'm, I think I'm wrong. Suggestion two, Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State, Alabama. Paige, I got to say, Alabama shit, like shitting the bed-ish against LSU does not help my cause. No. I don't think Alabama is getting in as a four seed. Alabama is either going to be like the two seed, maybe the one seed, or out. So – I the more I've thought about this and I've I've done some self-reflection in my <laughs> comments from last pod, I think that's a problematic, uh problematic prediction. I don't think there is a world where where Cincinnati should be left out of the playoff and a one loss Oregon team should be in if Cincinnati goes undefeated. That's how I feel about that situation. Oh Okay, that's how I, I, I that, that one is. But I also would like to circle back to this bet. So my, the bet that we made last week is that if a two loss Alabama gets into the playoff, I have to do a shot of Malort, which, by the yes. way, I I have to clarify why I agreed to this, because I know someone who actually was just in Chicago. And that's the only reason why I knew what it was. 
Oh, buddy. I should have not trusted this person's intel on alcohol and should have known done better. your research. I should have done yeah. my own research. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't help myself. Done uh, my own research and consulted. You know what? I should have called Joe Rogan, really. Um, yes. But to discuss. But I think um, I had no idea that, that was the case. And I tweeted about it. The amount of people that responded that were like, Paige, don't ever bet this ever again. I hope you like, don't like the taste of like the, I think, what is it that Felder tweeted? He was like, if you like the taste of fart and something else. Piss, piss and fart. Piss and fart. (laughs) Which, which was amazing and accurate. Like, um, so we have a Malort bet. Yes. That could be great content. I honestly. also. It, it actually makes me queasy just thinking about so it. So I, after I found out how bad it was, I text that person and was like, by the way, if I have to take this shot, you have to do it too because this is your fault that I agreed to this. So and also the fact that Alabama like could have potentially lost this week because everyone was like, uh-oh, guys. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, it's happening. But they wouldn't have got in with that loss. But uh, a loss to Georgia could definitely – I could see it. If Cincinnati loses and I, who else needs to lose? I think Ohio State needs to lose again too. Ohio State needs to lose. The, my my two favorite suggestions that got me deep into the rabbit hole essentially were Michigan and Texas A&M making the playoff. Yeah. Michigan, if it wins out, like, is it? Yeah. There's actually no debating it. Michigan, if it wins out, might be a two seed. They're going to get destroyed. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Michigan will win out. No, but, I don't either. But they, they could. And A&M, if Alabama loses to Arkansas or Auburn, I, I don't think that happens but where is the iron bowl the, this year is it in um tuscaloosa or in um, auburn? i think it's at auburn i know they have one home one away hold on uh, i just did this i uh, just oh. i don't it? like that game or, if it's in if it's at auburn it's at auburn arkansas is at home which i think they'll win and at auburn where we <laughs> it's going to be like the bone nicks spectacular um I think I, I I'm just saying. By the way, that game, well, who they played Texas A&M this past week was just ooh, yes, hideous. I, oh, I want to talk about them. All right, last thing I want to say is punter watch. Are you watching what's going hap? Are you watching what's happening right now at San Diego State? Okay, so I live on the um, West Coast, so I actually watch San Diego State football because I do have to stay awake for that for our top twenty-five. So I do watch those games, um, and they are the only exciting late night games. Certainly, just because of the punting. Okay, Matt Ariza is a lefty punter, and he is – he. I mean, he kicked a 90-yard punt in the air. He has two 80-plus-yard punts this year. He kicks field goals. I just he was He set the record Paige, for like, like 15 – the NCAA record is like 15, 60-yard punts, and he, he has that this year already. He is – it's – look, I wish we would have done this story. He's on like the front page of ESPN.com today, which is awesome. I love that. But he is literally a, a fascinating weapon for a team that's struggling to score points. I'm not billing him as a Heisman candidate, but I kind of want to. I just love the fact that this punter, he's a junior. He could declare early. Like, he he may leave school early as a punter, which is awesome. I mean, So if, you, if you've not seen it. this kid, um, actually, the article on ESPN.com is pretty good. It's really, it's fun to hear. And But he's kicking field goals. He kicks off. Like, he is like... A special teams whiz, and the kick he had last week, Paige, it almost looks like a like a glitch, like it's just like the ball is like off camera, and then it lands, <laughs> and it's like, holy shit, he just kicked in a whole football field. 
So I am just fascinated by him. And I just wanted to talk about him because I just love watching punters do amazing things. I'm glad that we finally have a Ray Guy Award finalist or front runner that is not from the University of Utah um, or Australian, right? He's not Australian, so really. No, I don't believe so. We've done a few stories on them, too. So we have definitely, it's definitely been a theme, but I also think it's so funny because one of the first things when I worked at, I started at Bleacher Report, you were writing and and doing video content for CFB, and I remember listening to you and also following you on Twitter, and this was years ago, and I knew that you were like our punt guy. Like, you were like the guy that loved good punts, and so. Oh, yeah. And this for you is like a highlight that we have this guy who's like actually being talked about by mainstream CFB media, not just like the nerds that love punting. It is, it is, uh, I can't believe, I also did not mean that as being like nerd. Um, but Oh no, 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 not taken. My, my guy Lou Headley at Miami has yes. turned into one of the best punters in the country. Yes. My tattooed Australian friend. Yes, we, we did love a story him. on. Um, and we've done, we've done a bunch of them before, especially kickers. Yes. Australia. I mean, I still talk to those guys out there just to see how things are going, but this is cool. And again, uh, if you need a reason to stay up late and gamble on a game, just do it. Like San Diego State's punter is must see TV, which is not something I thought I would ever possibly say. Now, okay. do you want to debut yes. our new segment? I would love to. Workshopping? So okay, we are do. workshopping a Q&A segment for this podcast. We've had plenty of listeners reach out to us individually, but we decided that we will take questions every week and using the, the hashtag no puns allowed Ask your questions. What's going to happen is Kramer and I are each going to go through them and pick them for each other to answer. These can be football questions. They can be random advice questions. They can literally be anything you want it to be. We're picking each other's because the rule in this is that there are no punts allowed. You're not allowed to plead the fifth. You have to answer these questions. So get creative with these. Have some fun. We'll learn. You can learn whatever you want about Kramer and I. You can learn whatever you want to know about our football fandom and our analysis on anything it's it's all Life, open. I'm going to regret that. I'm going to regret that. Yeah, but. I know. It's it's actually it's so open that it's going to backfire. It is going to backfire. You can have Kramer rank his favorite IPAs like of all time, like all kinds of oh, things, yes. all kinds of things. Um, so definitely submit those. We will tweet about it. We will post about it. But if you're listening right now, hashtag no punts allowed to ask your questions and we will go through those and answer those weekly as they come in. Uh, anything you want to add to that? Any other, any other suggestions no, I for think questions? That was, inc- that was so much better than I would have done. <laughs> I'm excited to see what people come up with because I get a lot of really fun and weird shit on Twitter and I want fun and weird shit for people to we ask. We love fun and weird shit. Whatever it is. We if you want to know it. how many beers it takes to do a project, if you want to know yes. a gambling opinion that's probably wrong, if you want to talk about father uh, lawn tips – Whatever. Father tips. Not that I'm probably the person for those. I'm <laughs> you here for are. You. You're a good dad. I, oh, no. But but I, I will. I, I want these to be football and otherwise. So please. Yes. Ask away. Now, let's talk week 11. Holy shit. Week 11. It's hard to say out loud. We've got some. This is a good week. I am. Um, it's a sneaky this week. good I'm week. Very excited. It, well, it is because I think this is going to be a shakeup week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to kind of refrain from this first game because I have a lock. Uh, in this game, and I, let's see, do you have a lack? Uh, you do, but Oklahoma Baylor, I will save my analysis uh, in terms of who Gambling, I'm picking. Yes. But who do you, what do you like in this game? What is it? What are your vibes for this game? My vibe for this game is at least that well, if Baylor wins this game, this allows us to get some clarity at the fact that like the Big 12 will not have someone 
in the playoff. Like, I know right now they left Oklahoma at eight. They didn't play, so they stayed still. But, I mean, if there are teams that have losses and Oklahoma wins out, like, you have to consider them. That helps Cincinnati's case if they have a loss. Um, I think this could potentially be a tough game for Oklahoma, and I'm I'm pretty excited about it, I think. But it, the playoff implications here are large because, again, Oklahoma, much like Cincinnati, cannot slip up at all because they're already not well respected by the by the committee, which is fair on the Oklahoma end in my in their defense for the committee, which is I, never going to happen. I again. don't I don't disagree with any of that. I've got thoughts on this game. I will share those momentarily. Purdue, Ohio State. This point spread is screwing me up, Paige. 20 and a half now. 20 and a half. Ohio State minus 20 and a half. So the contrarian in me says it's a sucker bet to bet Purdue because I want to bet Purdue at 20 and a half. Ohio State just looked kind of shitty against Nebraska. I'm I'm tied up in knots in this. Other than if I were to bet this game, I would lay the 20 and a half. It reminds me a little bit of the Arkansas-Georgia game from earlier in the year, if you remember that. Yep. Arkansas was like a 20-point underdog to Georgia, and they got their the, the, the shit kicked out of them. But I don't trust Ohio State the way I trust Georgia. So I'm not I'm, – I'm laying off this game, but all contrarian betting signs say bet Ohio State. I just think that this is – I mean, Purdue has been so hot. They've upset a lot of teams. They've ruined a lot of chances at playoff bursts, all those things. I don't know yep. that they have Ohio State's number. I think their their luck sort of runs out here. And I actually do have a lot of faith in Ohio State's offense. I, well, I, well, to be continued, but I agree with you. I, I think Ohio State's going to win this game, and I think this will actually be um, a significant resume boost. How yes. about Georgia? Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee is fun. Tennessee is like high power, high octane. I think Georgia's defense, which is historically good, may get pushed a little bit. But is it enough? This is not a locks game for me. I think Georgia's just too good in this game. I think physically you start to see the difference in, in quality and athlete in this game. But Tennessee, in terms of the offense, the way they move, the pace they move, this is going to make Georgia maybe slightly uncomfortable at times. Do you agree on this one? I think the line is about three touchdowns, yeah. Sim- similar to Purdue, Ohio State. So a couple of weeks ago, I said that Kentucky was going to be the first team to maybe challenge Georgia in terms of offense. Um, I honestly like this is the like sexy upset pick of the week. Like as much as Purdue has proved that they deserve oh, that, wow. there is a lot of people picking this upset. I've seen it all over the place, which makes me very nervous. I think a lot of people are on. You this- think? Wait, people are actually picking Tennessee to like win? Yeah, people want the upset. Holy shit! I mean, because I think again, be awesome. I mean that would be awesome for Team Chaos when it comes to the playoff. That would be that would light it on fire, and it would be phenomenal, really, for content purposes. But I don't think it happens. I also have bet against Georgia all year long, and I have decided never not to do it anymore. They're they're up there with am, Alabama and Tom Brady. Look, I am heavily invested in in Georgia in future um, positionings for when it comes to <laughs> SEC and right? championship game. Right? Um, could have said that more awkward, like <laughs> I'm a stockbroker, uh, but I. I still don't think I, I would like to see it. It's going to happen. This is like classic. Georgia is like the classic old school Alabama team. Like Georgia gets down. They've started a little slow. Tennessee comes out and scores like a 50, a slant goes 55 yards for a touchdown. Now what? 
I still think George is too good. I, I still think George is too good. I, I just, I'm not there yet, but I do think Tennessee can have some success in this game. And that would be fun to see. I will say Tennessee football. What a, what a, a nice start with Hypo. They've been, they're pushing teams and they're a lot of fun. I want to see more of it. Honestly, I, I like what I see. Um, last one, AM Old Miss. This is the game of the week. I, I want no parts of this in locks. Um, I'm struggling with this game. I want to bet lane. I'm inclined to bet lane, but I just don't necessarily bet know. Bet lane. When in doubt, bet at? lane. It, so That's but, the motto. A&M's defense is so good. So what do you do? You bet like, lane. That, like, you think they're going to overpower them? Like, I, I got to say, I, I thought Auburn – would contend that AM defense. I know Georgia's defense is the best in the country. AM is not far behind. That defense is legit. They got players all over the place. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm going with Ole Miss. Okay. Is that a lock or no? Uh, I did not give that as a lock, but I would. Sorry. What's the spread? It is, I believe, two and a half. Let me, let me, is hold it on. Ole Miss or? Wait, wait. It's uh, AM, two and a half. It was. Hold on. Wait for it. Um, not you. It is two and a half. Perfect transition, by the way. I would take Ole Miss. Picks and pints. Picks and pints. What do we got? Two, two-hearted ale. And it's a perfect, the two and two-hearted ale is appropriate because this is the second one. Wonderful can. The classic fish. Um, Bells, which I believe just got sold today. Somebody just bought Bells today, which is a little concerning. Every time, like... A good brewery like Bell's gets sold, and it's like, oh god, how are they going to screw it up? Um, <laughs> but I love this beer. This is a great. It, I fry turkeys on Thanksgiving. By the way, we got to start getting into that next week, having a little uh, turkey Thanksgiving spectacular. Some tips. You're going to be so Just mad saying. at me. I think turkey Why? is the most overrated holiday food, but we can talk All about right. that later. Has Has anyone fried turkey for you? I live in California. Do you think that we fried turkey? I mean, I'm sure someone will. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, fried turkey, we, we got to save this for yes. now. Let's now do I'm a little, I'm, You're, I threw I'm you off. I'm so sorry. I threw you off your game uh, there by throwing that out We will have there. some Thanksgiving tips. Anyways, okay. So, Let's, uh, Picks and Pints, Two-Hearted mm-hmm. Ale, shout out. Do you want to kick things off this week? Yeah, I can do mine first because um, I went a little wonky this week. I wrote even in my, like, doc. I was like, gross. These are some gross picks. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but... Um, I am taking, let's start with Wyoming, Boise State. I took the over at 48 and a half, not because I think, well, Wyoming, by the way, has scored zero points and three points in a game. So a little nervous taking that, but I think Boise State is going to beat the crap out of them. And I think it's safe to say that 48 and a half seems doable. I like it. I bet on Wyoming that one game they scored three points. It was bad, (laughs) but I like it. Yes. Um, then my next one. I'm going to take UCF plus seven versus SMU. I think SMU wins, but I think it's a, it will be closer, especially because SMU's won a lot of close games. They haven't blown anybody out in a while. In the last couple of weeks, it's been close, I think. This was almost in my list. I I did some mental gymnastics with this game, but I'm on your side okay. of this. I, I went back SMU and forth, honestly, I did, because UCF has been so inconsistent. No, I like it. But I, I think this is this is a good lock. Um, this one like is it. stupid. This one is a lock, but I'm sorry. I think it's the dumbest thing that I've done in a while. Um, Clemson minus 41 versus UConn. Uh, for the record, in our rundown spreadsheet, 
page wrote next to this game. Gross. gross. Just just gross. Uh, I have no thoughts on this game. My uh, I, I may God have mercy on your soul if you're betting this game. I will say it's a lot different than I thought it would be. I think earlier in the year, I thought this game would be a safety hazard. I was going there with my takes. A little different because Clemson has not been as good. Yeah. But I still I don't know how you bet UConn in this game. Um, but but back to the original point that you made. Gross. Gross. Just gross. a gross. It's going to be a massacre of a game. Sad um, for the puppies. Um, Michigan versus Penn State. So I have Michigan minus one versus Penn State. I obviously think Michigan's going to win. I think it's only a point. So I think it's a safe bet. And then I have it as a lock. I'm in. I uh, like. I'll spoiler alert. I you also Jim up. Harbaugh apologist. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm surprised by that. I really. I did not expect that from you. No, I like. I like Michigan a lot this week. Okay, and then my last one is Oklahoma Baylor over sixty three points. I think it's safe to say that both of these teams will put up a lot of points in this game. I know Oklahoma overs have not been good to you this year, but I think this week God. might be the week. Um, I like that. I almost went with that side. I'll I'll go into mine. I have Baylor plus five and a half. This number opened at seven. It's come down to five and a half. I th- I still think Oklahoma is going to be bet publicly. Baylor at home has not lost against the spread this year. Ooh. I don't know what the hell happened last week against TCU. Jerry Kill, Gary Patterson, emotional week for TCU. Baylor laid. They need an to come off scoring five game. points and ruining my my over. Yes. I like Baylor. I like Baylor on the money line here, too. I think Baylor is going to win this game. Uh, I, I'll tell you another game I think is going to be really weird is Virginia plus five and a half against Notre Dame. Notre Dame hasn't played anybody other than UNC. And I don't know how good UNC is. And that game wasn't a blowout. Virginia is not bad. I think Virginia has a really good chance to make this game weird. I don't want that to Again, happen for Cincinnati. Oh, Sorry. for Cincinnati. Yeah, because Notre Dame's kind of like – slithering around into the playoff discussion as well. Yeah, um, weirdly enough. But, but fair bet, fair bet. You're just taking the points. Yes, just the points. I'm not going money line here. Michigan minus one. I'm with you. I just think Michigan is better. Um, this one's going to hurt. I feel like I'm getting a lot more sh- you know, shit on the internet when uh, Michigan loses because I'm getting my Harbaugh reputation, whatever. OK State minus 13 versus TCU. It's a weird line. OK State is good. I, I Boy, talking about getting shit. I bet uh, West Virginia last week against Oklahoma State. It was bad, 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 bad. It was a good week, but it was bad, bad. I heard a lot. The DMs are open, and I got some really weird DMs from OK State fans on the pokes. So uh, <laughs> to be shout honest, out to you guys. <laughs> to, be, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to be honest with you, that doesn't surprise me, and part of me really wants you to read them when we're not on uh, air here. Um, and I want to hear some. But, uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me one also, bit. Also, can I, can I sidetrack? I wrote an article last year um, that someone really disagreed with on Twitter. Okay? Uh, it was Sarah Fuller. It was the kicker. Of course. Ah. You're going to get these very strong. So somebody sent me a DM. I'm not going to read it because it was actually horrible. Many F-bombs, et cetera. The person, if you're out there, sent me a DM last night, almost a year later, said, yeah, this was probably a little harsh. And you know what? No way. Buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm going to respond and say, hey, man, all good. You know what? But that was an incredible. A walk back a literally 11 and a half months later. There has been a lot wow. of talk about cancel culture lately. Thank God not in our sport right now. Um, but no. <laughs> but 
that's nice that someone could learn and grow from their mistakes and go, okay, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have been that big of a troll. Don't be a troll, by the way. Let's just throw I, that out there. I, I was, I was actually like, that gave me some encouragement. I mean, the original message where I read it, I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty bad. Uh, so, but no, shout out to you person. That who is figured out. so nice. I know, right? 11 months. It only took that. And the awesome. last one is Auburn minus five and a half versus Mississippi state. Um, uh, you know what? I thought Arkansas would dominate Mississippi State last week. I was wrong. Auburn did not look good. I think this is a bounce back week. I'm still a believer, obviously, in Bo Nix. I'm a believer in Auburn. I think Auburn puts it on them. Okay. I don't think that game's all that close. So I am kind of team Auburn here. So uh, I should point out last week I was four and one. Yeah. Um. You know, I probably should keep score on the weeks that I do well. Last week was atrocious, but um, I oh, would yeah, I'm not going to keep score on the weeks I do bad. Yeah, that's, no, that, that's yeah. not how it works. Um, yes. But I will say your OK State pick, I probably will disagree with and go on the other side of that. Um, 13 yep. seems like a lot of points. I think OK State is you talk about teams outside of the normal playoff discussion that could like get in the mix. They'll probably blow it. That, they have that a loss. They good. have a loss, don't they? They have a loss. They lost to Iowa That's State. That's right. Close. 24-21. But you look at the Big 12. It's you got Iowa State. You know, Oklahoma played. It starts this week with Baylor. They have Bedlam coming up. This could be an awesome Bedlam. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Things. Yes. Yes. So you've got that in a couple of weeks. Um, but I like OK State. And people let me know it in the DMs. So I got some negative DMs. But I also got this person walking back their comments from 11 months. I also so just here. thought it was really, I was just going to say when you were talking about that, like also how low is the bar set for college football fans? Because we're so used to the atrocious behavior that goes on in the comment sections of articles, in the DMs oh, for yeah. either of us. Um, and then the bar is like, well, they did say sorry. So, but I'm glad that they did. If you can learn, if you've been a troll in the past and you can learn and grow and apologize, good for you. We'll take it. I Hey, look. I, I didn't take the original one personally, even though it was it was not great. The second one, though, buddy, way to go. Um, okay, before we log off here, any parting shots? No, I think we covered it all. And what's so? I think there's a few more of these in my future tonight. Yeah, I think it's been a day. Just saying, it's been a day. I had coffee. Oh, no, it's it's um, at night. We got we got Maxion on tonight, right? We got you know we got stuff oh, happening here. Actually, I do have parting shot. I will be giving. One college football or college basketball lock a week starting next week on this pod. Oh, because college basketball started. Can I, can I do one too? Yes, you can. You're allowed. Although mine, right. yes, I, I, for those who don't know and are new to listening to me at all, um, I love college basketball. So if, if you want college basketball locks, we're going to do them here. And come um, college basketball season, we will talk about it. It is a very tough sport to bet. It is a very tough. I love it. But it is hard. It's chaos. And free throw shooting drive me drives me absolutely bonkers. But I'm ready to dive back in and embrace it. We should um, do it. I did watch a little bit last night. Duke looks pretty good. Duke looks good. Kansas looks solid. There's my Michigan State is not ranked. Commentary. And they look very good. So I will say that. A college basketball podcast probably in February and March. Yep. Just saying. Yep. It will, we will um, transition. No, no free throws allowed or something. <laughs> well, yeah, there we go. Perfect. I like no it. free throws allowed. We'll scratch it out. All right. It is going to be a fun week. And then the rest of the year is going to be absolutely bananas. So if you're not, subscribe, follow, spam, support. We appreciate it. We love it. We're going to do much more of it. Page, I'm Adam. We will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.